Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spark Reynolds uh, Facebook Live and podcast. As you see, Brian is not here. We have a guest, and I'm excited about our guest, Jen Smith, from um, the... I lost my uh, frugal friends. That's what it is. Frugal <laughs> friends podcast. Sorry. Um, this week, again, as I said, Jen Smith is a personal finance writer and co-host of Frugal Friends podcast. And I was excited. I was reading some and I, I have listened and um, you and your husband paid off $78,000 of debt in two years, which is phenomenal. Um, but before we jump in, I just want to find out where everybody is joining in from. And again, if you have any questions for me or Jen, please just pop them in the chat. Um, this is an interactive thing. We don't um, sit here and just lecture, lecture, lecture. Um, and I also want to remind everyone that Thursday, Brian and I are doing a free masterclass. We're not selling anything on nine alternative real estate income streams. And I think um, with today's real estate market, that is probably a, a thing to keep an eye on. I'm going to throw the link in there to join um, if you guys want. And Tara, who is our social media manager and everything else, mm -hmm. says hi, Jen. Hi. <laughs> So with all of this, Jen, um, I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm excited about learning about this because I know I'm going to learn with everybody else. Um, so can you just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started? I read that you started out as being you were an acupuncturist. So tell, tell us how you got where you got. Yeah. Uh, well, acupuncture school is how I got my $50,000 of debt that I had to pay <laughs> off. Um, and then getting married added about $24,000. And with everything in total, it was uh, we had $78,000 of debt. Wow. And yeah, which was pretty overwhelming, uh, seeing as how when I got married, my husband was unemployed and I only made mm. like $35,000 a year take home. Um, so I, I thought we were going to be in debt forever. Um, I just didn't see another way. Um, so that's, I started where most people start like with their debt. Most people think they're going to have debt forever. Um, and then it took like my fiance at the time, uh, like telling me to dream about what our future could be like, like what I really yeah, wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. And so I definitely wanted to live differently than my parents did. It was very paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to foster eventually, which I know is very time consuming and emotionally strenuous. And so I didn't want to be tied to the anxious and negative emotions that I tied with my debt. I didn't want to be also tied to those as well as the financial ties of having to work 
to pay, you know, probably almost a thousand dollars, maybe more, uh, per month just in debt payments for right. for decades. Um, you said foster. Um, mm -hmm. You want to take in foster children? Yeah, eventually we would. I have a two-year-old son right now, and mm -hmm. so uh, one day we would like to, and uh, sometime after he gets potty trained. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, like, I went down that route. That's why I asked. Yeah, I actually had, I, had some foster kids in my life. It's it's awesome. Ah, uh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, experience. I I worked in group foster homes um, oh. for several years. Uh, so, but yeah, like that. That's the kind of stuff that that motivated me to think. Okay, if we do this and really buckle down for five years then that could free up so much mental and emotional energy and freedom for the next you know 50 60 70 however many years we have left so that was really the catalyst of my um getting financially savvy and at first i thought i could out earn um my you know lifestyle and pay off extra debt by working extra um, and several months in, I got shingles from all of oh. the stress. Yeah. So I knew overworking myself was not going to be sustainable. And so that's when I started to get interested in saving money and controlling my spending. And I realized that my spend, cause I, I was in a, you know, the scarcity mindset that most middle-class children are in where we, you know, I buy generic uh, because I can't afford name brand, but I also buy Starbucks every other day. Um, <laughs> Starbucks always seems to come up in these. It is, yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. It's I I don't know why, but mm -hmm. so there was just like a disconnect of what I could afford, what I wanted to buy. So I found that um, for I was I thought I couldn't cut any more of my spending because I was already like buying generic. But I realized that there was so much of my spending that was impulsive or mindless or habitual. And so I really got interested in that um, area. And um, that led me to start um, my first blog um, and then now a podcast, Frugal Friends, that I host with my really good friend, Jill. Very cool. Now, you must have seen a lot of um, stories of people that were successful in this. That has to feel good. I mean, that's. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, debt payoff stories are, are an anybody's like success story is an inspiration. I'm sure it's how many people got into real estate is seeing like people creating passive income, quitting their jobs, like mm -hmm. living off of flipping and rentals and stuff. So success stories like definitely played a role in me beginning to believe that I could do like what we did. And we eventually we did. We thought it was going to take five years but it actually took us two years to pay off $78,000 just because when we got rolling, um, everything snowballed. It's like it takes you a long time to get used to it. And then once you do, it kind of just like goes off. So that's how it was for us. Um, and, and it turned out to be much quicker than we anticipated. So let me ask you this. What um, what would you say are your top best tips for somebody embarking on financial independence and, and trying to go for a frugal life? Mm -hmm. Most people going for 
financial independence are already pretty frugal. They tend to be like a more frugal type of person. We have a lot of um, FI seekers in our frugal friends community on Facebook um, and on our membership. And so we love um, people on fire. <laughs> we're, we're not personally there because I love working and I just could never see myself not working. But I do, I mean, I love the idea of being being financially independent earlier than normal. Right. So I think for for most five people, I think what I have to tell them is to um, almost be less frugal. I think we usually equate frugal with cheap. And so, so often in the FI community, frugality is a race to the bottom. It's how little can I spend? How much can I increase my savings rate? Mm -hmm. And we almost do uh, frugality at the expense of other people, whether it's people in our lives or mm -hmm. people we don't even know, um, just going towards this race to the bottom. And it's it's something like that you have to drill in your mind like frugal does not equal cheap. Cheap right. is a disservice to either those around us, like our family or friends or coworkers. Um, and it can also be a disservice to people internationally. So when you buy fast fashion, um, the workers that make those garments, how are they being treated? Um, right. when you're buying that, you know, fast food. How are the employees at those companies being paid? Stuff like that. Yeah. And people, uh, people will forego, you know, vacations. So I think that's funny. Somebody, um, Christina just said no vacations. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can actually take, there are ways to do it. I mean, yeah. You can definitely, like, we love travel hacking. Uh, travel hacking is an amazing way to take vacations frugally. Um, so I think kind of separating frugal from cheap and saying, what are the things that I value? What are the things that I really love? And spending lavishly on those things without guilt, because uh, that can be kind of like guilt-inducing too mm -hmm. when you spend any money, because it's like lowering your savings rate. Uh, so... To be spending without guilt in the things you really, really love and identifying what those things are, um, putting those things in your budget without guilt, and then figuring out what are the things you don't care about and just completely eliminating those right. things from your budget. Now, on your um, podcast, do you provide like um, creative ways to do this, like actual you know, plans on how to do these things in different ways, like whether it's your food bill, your clothing, mm -hmm. vacations? Yeah, we're big proponents that there's no one right way to do frugality. You kind of have to, uh, we, we say we live in the radical middle because we don't fall on either side of like, we, I buy anything I want and just I'll become an entrepreneur and make, you know, half a million dollars. We also don't, you know, lie on the side of living like we're in the Great Depression. Right. We're in this radical middle uh, that nobody likes to talk about, and it's different for everyone. And so we try to cover topics and we try to cover all uh, the sides of the topic so that you can find what's right for you. So we do have some like specific how to save money on 
moving or how to save mm -hmm. money on energy costs or something. Those are kind of a, a few recent ones. Um, but then we talk a lot about spending psychology too. Um, like awesome. right, yeah, right now we're uh, running a values-based budgeting challenge in our membership. And we're, our, our members are going through and finding their core values and tying them back to every area of budgeting. So not just the expenses, but also how you earn the income because the income might be one line on your budget, but it's the most important line. Uh, so that and wealth building because investing, you know, should also be a line on your budget. So we're trying to connect our core values to all of these things that we do financially so right. that um, being frugal and budgeting and spending intentionally can some be something you feel good about you do enthusiastically and it's not just like a means to a phi number or a means to a retirement date it's it's very interesting i mean on from on the real estate end of things you know we talk a lot about house hacking and things like that and it's um <clears throat> I'm going to date myself. I always do. But back in the day, before any of this was, you know, house hacking was even a word. Je Brian and I joke around because I, I was house hacking. I was a single mom and um, needed daycare. So I ended up getting somebody in and helping me with the kids, but also paying for part of my um, rent. So that enabled me to start, you know, being able to provide not only for my kids, but also save and, and all that. So, and now it's called house hacking. So <laughs> it's interesting, but it's amazing. And we were talking a little bit before we came um, on live about how schools don't teach anything like this. And, and I really believe that um, it should be somewhere um, in in the schools to, for these kids to learn some of these things. So with that being said, I noticed that you have a seven day no spending challenge. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. So we love challenges. Like our, our membership is a primarily an accountability and small group matching uh, service, but we do group challenges every six weeks. And that has um, to help motivate. To, right. We use that external motivator of a challenge to help people identify internal motivators, which are far uh, more powerful than external motivators. Right. Um, so, um, so yeah, like we love challenges. <laughs> so we offer um, everybody gets a free challenge if you are a listener of Frugal Friends um, or any anywhere we are <laughs> anywhere. Um, and so that's at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash free. And it's just a mini workbook where you can go, you can prepare for a no spend challenge, do one, and then have uh, questions like every day and then follow up questions to kind of reflect on what you learned during the no spend challenge. I think they can get a bad rap because they seem kind of like the, um, like the fasting diets of the personal finance world. Um, but if you use them as a way to pause from all of your regular spending, step back, change up your routine, because um, we, we kind of use habit psychology in that like cue uh, routine reward. Um, so if you like shimmy up your cues and your routines, um, then, or you shimmy up your cues, then you shimmy up your routines. And mm -hmm. so you can change a lot of mindless spending and impulsive spending and habitual spending 
just by taking a step back for one week and being intentional to not spend money on discretionary items or really whatever you decide you don't want to spend money on. Obviously, we still pay our bills. We put gas in our car because nobody is impulsively spending on gas. Um, This is really something to show you where your, um, not weaknesses are, but like what things have gotten beyond you? Like what things in your life are you just like not thinking of, not having control over? Um, Because having self-discipline and and knowing yourself and being intentional with your spending can help long-term in more things than just like, you know, $5 lattes. That's not like really what we're looking at. We're looking to kind of refine our habits and our routines long-term. Awesome. That is great. I did put the link in for anybody who wants to go ahead and, and take, well, find out about Jen first, but also um, look into this no spending challenge. Um, I think I'm going to, I could use, I could use the help. Everyone (laughs) always by day seven, everyone always is like learns something that they need to focus going forward. And we say, if you just pick one thing that you learned and and work on that going forward for a few months after, you've made a lifelong habit change that you wouldn't have made if you didn't find out about it while you were doing this, like, no spend week. And Tara says, and I think I'm going to be in with her. I'm going to check it out. Um, but that this is great. And it, you know what? Um, the times that we're in, it's good to start getting um, this kind of mindset on because there is ways to do this without feeling like we were talking about earlier, that um, deprivation thing, you know, like we just got to eat oodles and noodles <laughs> for the next <laughs> month so that we could save money. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously that's not. you, Jen, for joining us. I'm excited to check out your um, podcast. And um, anybody else, please reach out. Um, There's a link in the chats. And thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Have a great day, everyone. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.